So, why are you recording this, the podcast? I am one of your hosts, Malcolm. I'm joined here today with Joe, a.k.a. Darth Vader, Q, a.k.a. <laughs> Eugene, and Pat, a.k.a. Pleasure P. Yeah, I'm just happy you finally introduced me, not last. That was starting to get me low-key tight. You kept introducing me last, bro. I'm, you I don't. Upset. <laughs> you don't like the last but not least. I do, but if I'm gonna be last, like you know, give me, give me another intro. Last but not least, you know, or you know, save the best for last. The greatest has arrived. You know, say something nice. I just, usually just go down how y'all look on my uh, my screen. So Joel is always the first one to the left, and then Pat is usually the next one, and then you. It's and probably because you're always see the last you, one to sign see on. See how you say it with that energy? That says a lot. I don't like maybe, that. Maybe if you that weren't late to the chat, you would be named first. How are you well, showing fashionably late to a, talent. A, a group Google Hangout? I don't understand how you can be late and you quarantine and you home. Uh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on airplane mode today. You have one of those thousand milligram edibles? Nah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever touch one of those again, bro. I will never, ever touch one of those. If I had one of those edibles, I would not be on here. I'd bro, just be he got out the computer. car and said, I he have just a be silent. or a hundred, hundred milligram edible. I told him, I literally said, do not take that. Don't take that. <laughs> That's not what you said. And what did he okay. do? What did he do? He, he took it to a, at a party. I told him not to, bro. I took one of those and had to leave a whole restaurant. And it was 30 milligrams. And he'd taken 100. The last time I did something like that was at a Trap Karaoke, and I was just stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Joel found the only chair in the building (laughs) just to sit down (laughs) in the middle of a big-ass party. Joel was was standing in the corner of a friend's party, like, the first time you go to meet, like, a new girlfriend's parents. Like, he was just (laughs) over there, just stuck. <laughs> stuck yeah, by the, so stuck bad, by the yeah. snacks. It was, it was hey, that's my boy Joel over there. He's just chilling. <laughs> Joel, wave. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you good? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. Let's kick it off. Let's get right into it. Let's go. All right. So, how has everyone been doing? What's going on? What's new? What's old? Talk to the people. Just Malcolm, Pat. Q, what's going on? What you guys been up to? I'm last again. I'm last. That's got to stop. 
You want to go first? Go ahead, man. All right, Since go first. So What's going on? <laughs> See, you got a lot. You got a lot to say. You got a lot to get off your chest. What's going on with you? Uh, I'm just chilling, man. I mean, I'm over the quarantine. You usually give us a, a timeline of, you know, is this this week 386 of quarantine or whatever. But, yeah, I'm over it, man. It's just like when enough is enough. It's This whole year just got to be deleted. I mean, we're recording this and it's snowing outside. It's May. Like, you got snow up there? It's snowing, bro. What's going on? That sucks. Well, just, it was just it was just eighty degrees here uh, yesterday. It's nice <laughs> outside too, which is why we need to hurry up with this so I can go outside. Right? <laughs> nah, this man is wild. Quarantine one hundred and one. He's got to teach a class. You got to teach a class about a quarantine. <laughs> I'm how to finish the quarantine? Yeah. Michael, what's going on with you, man? What you been up to? Uh, I've been I've been chilling actually. Uh, yesterday I took some time off from work. It was my first uh, PTO day. It was 80 degrees. It was really nice. I went to the lake and literally just chilled out, um, listened to music. Uh, and yeah, it was like real meditative for me. It was really relaxing. Um, I'm probably going to do something similar today. Nice. You've been uh, going out there relaxing by yourself or you have some friends or company? Uh, yesterday I was by myself for the most part and then a friend came um, <laughs> and she did some, she was doing some work. But we were nice. just kind of just chilling for a couple hours. I was out there all day, though. Um, and it was pretty quiet out there. I picked, like, a nice, good spot. Oh, that's dope, man. I, I wish I had that luxury out here in the city. Just the weather, I guess. It's been pretty shitty all week. Yeah, it's This terrible. weekend ain't, isn't any better. Um, I, just yeah. saw, I just saw a man walk by on a walk, and he has a full winter coat and gloves on and a hat. It's May. I can't stress <laughs> enough. It's May, and, the, and we have full winter coats on. Like, but look where you moved to. You know where you are. You are in the Northeast. I am in the Northeast, you but You know it's, Massachusetts it's gets hit hard like this. Bro, we had snow in Skidmore, like, up until Funday. That's nah. true. Yeah, we did. What Late are you talking April. about? We had... We would have snow. What's up with you, Pat? What have you been up to? How have you been holding up? Um, Anything You know, new? actually, uh, yesterday I gave myself a little shave, so I, I feel a little better about myself, because I, I forgot what I looked like. So it was nice to... Look in the mirror at the person that I am and, and see something something nice instead of how bummy I've been feeling. And <laughs> so it's about all I got. <laughs> it's not much. It's not much. It's it's still the same quarantine. I'm still working every day. It's weekends are not much different. Um, I try to get outside and, and run, and just be outside for as much as I can because sitting down and working is, is horrible. And then going from sitting down and working to sitting down and watching TV is just it's it's a lot of sitting. So. It's all the yeah, same. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you Days to work. Work. I'm gonna need you to work a lot less. All right. It's quarantine. I do. I do. I do need to focus on that. All right. Moving on to some what real about you, shit. Joe? What's going on with you? Oh damn! I almost forgot about myself. Um, yeah. I'm honestly reaching my breaking point. Not a. <laughs> <laughs> you want talk, to talk about it? Speak on it, Ken. Go ahead. Open. <laughs> Floor's yours. I want to go outside. Like I want to be able to be able to go outside, uh, hang out with my friends. I miss my peoples. Um, so yeah, I'm there. I'm there already. I just want to go back to a gym. Yes, sir. Um, play basketball outside with my brothers. Just throw some footballs. It's like it's it's a lot, man. It's it's a lot. I'm at a loss of words, other than I'm, I'm just done. <laughs> You're really going through it, huh? 
it's uh, funny because like Instagram and all these other social media things will will like show you what you were doing a year ago today, and like all the different <laughs> things that I was doing like a year ago today. It's just it's completely yeah, that unrealistic. <laughs> that doesn't help at all with like trying to get through this. I mean, especially because this weekend is would have been Broccoli Fest, and I know for a fact I would have been in D.C. right now. Just like, that would have been lit, yeah. What? I was planning to go Turn to that, too. Turn the fuck up. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's more depressing or less. So this time last year, I tore my Achilles, so now this is two summers in a row. I'm in the house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, bro. Like, I literally thought last summer to get through that. I told myself, all right, one summer, you're never going to have to do this again. Here I am. I remember you said that. Doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sacrifice the summer. All right, you could do that once. But yeah, yeah man, I, I feel like a lot of us are reaching our that point where we're like, "Fuck, I, I just want to be outside. I want to be around people." Um, so, stay strong, folks. Stay strong. Yeah. But something that has been helping um, is this all this new music. Um, Chris Brown and Thug had a little collab. Kalani dropped an album. Do you, are really you a Kalani it. fan? I. Can't say I'm a Kalani stan. Um, I don't seek out her music, but just because there's not much out, and I was going through new releases on Spotify, um, I clicked on her album and I played it once through last night. I enjoyed it, so I played it again, and then I started like picking out the songs that really, really um, stood out for me. It's good. I'm. It's a, it's a good project. I'm a Kalani fan. I love her. I will commit sins for Kalani. Jesus Christ! What do you like most about her? I don't know. She's she's just as toxic as like some of your favorite male singers, but she comes from a female perspective, which I appreciate. I mean, it's nice to listen to this because we sort of know a little bit about Kalani. Like her whole, we we I guess we have seen Kalani with like the whole Kyrie Irving fallout, party next door, and most recently with YG. It's like now we get to hear her side. Of her love stories, you know, and this is pretty cool. Kehlani, Kehlani's, her album is really good. Um, and then I was pleasantly surprised by uh, Chris Brown and Young Thug's project. Um, I was surprised by Young Thug and how he was able to keep up with Chris Brown vocally. Um, but it sounded like very cohesive. It, it sounded like they had actually worked on it together and not just them just sending their own tracks to each other to feature on. It sounded like they sat down and actually uh, thought through the project. Um, and it was like Cinco de Mayo themed as well. I know there was like a lot of like references to uh, like Mexican culture. Um, but it was good. I've been, I've been playing both of the albums a lot on repeat. Yeah, it's always funny to hear Chris Brown on like when he starts rapping, he gets in his rap bag. Like it reminds me of like like the twenty ten days when he dropped projects and it's uh, his his rapping energy is, is completely different. and I like I fuck with it for the for the summer. Or the inside summer. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, Malcolm. To like to your point, it was cohesive. Um and I mean I'm a Chris Brown fan, so there isn't a lot yeah. that he puts out that I am disappointed by. Um I think he just makes great music overall. Um I don't have any negatives or anything bad to say about this this project. It was okay, Kalani. She's she's all right. I'm not running running to my Spotify to listen to her. Like by no means. I mean, the best part about her music was the visual, the the cover of her. You know, Jesus. like her in the short shorts. Oh but God. I mean, <laughs> the music 
is whatever. Like, and and I think I was I was done with her after the whole uh, Kyrie Irving party next door thing. I was just like, bro, I women like that give me tight, and it's just <laughs> I can't really enjoy your music objectively because I have these like just thoughts of like what I would say to her if I met her in person. So you're upset that Kalani was moving the way you was moving back in 09, 010? Yeah. Uh, she can hear you now. Kalani, if you're listening, she, she can hear your, you music was, your music was slightly better than the baby. So credit to you <laughs> for that. Um, but ultimately, you got you to gotta do better, sister. You got to do better, sweetheart. And I'm I'm here. I'm praying for you, and I'm here to talk if you need it. But to your point, Joe, I mean, was she moving like me in '09 and '10? Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> probably, and that, that's not the right way to move. And and at that age, I don't even know what age I was at that point. Like what, 18, 19? So for her to be moving like that at 35. Or 30, she's not 35. She's 25. She's not 35. She's 25. She can't. Oh, 20, 25. You know what I mean. It's just, it's just she's, she's, all, she's all right. She's all right. She's all right. I just, I want him to kind of move past this because she's all right. I like that she, uh, she had some skits in there, but they were short. Like they were nice accents to the, to the album and it kind of, it kept a very toxic tone. I tell you, I say this time next year, we're not talking about Kalani. She's. You know, I, I know we're, we're also, maybe I'm jumping in too soon on this, but I know we're also going to talk a little bit about Frank Ocean. Like, he, he's all right. He's all right. Like, these guys are just all right. And Well, yeah, Pat, you can, you can uh, take, the, take the lead on I this one. I think it's you, time. You, we, we, need to call, <laughs> we need to call Frank Ocean an average like, artist. Like, he's, he is great. Not average. I wouldn't say that. But he's, he's good, but he's not as great as, as much of a goat that people put him on a pedestal for. Like, he's, he's not. A, damn. He's, he's all right. He's, he's, why, are you, why do you think he's all right? Why do you think he's great? I'll wait. Channel Orange. Oh, my God, bro. Channel Orange is a masterpiece. It's one of the best projects of the last decade. So if you do something great one time, now you're I don't great? Think, yeah, I don't think that yes. means, means you're the greatest if you do it one yeah. time. Because no. Lauren Hill put out a phenomenal no. album, but she's not considered the greatest. It's, but she's considered great. Yeah. Don't dis- don't be disrespectful because now we're gonna lose a lot of followers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disrespecting Lauren Hill. I'm y'all, talking just about Frank for, Ocean. y'all just came for Frank Ocean yeah, and Lauren, Lauren Hill. I'm not disrespecting Lauren Hill. <laughs> Under the not bus. The right time. Yeah. Yeah, this he, podcast is over. Nah, he, but he brought up Lauren nah, Hill. Ahead, I'm, I'm walking out the balcony door. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean Lauren Hill isn't just defined by the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. She also put out a lot of music that was, like, really good. She's most credited for that album. What she did with the Fugees was great, but that's not that's that's more seen as the Fugees. She's, she's seen for um, miseducation. Nah. Some people, argue that, some people argue that that's more seen as Lauryn Hill murking every single one of yeah. them on any verse she had. On that no, album, Lauren. yeah. Lauryn Hill is nice. I think we should go back to these average artists we were talking about, like Frank Frank Ocean and Kalani. Why do you, so y'all y'all maybe y'all just not fans of Frank Ocean? No, I do. Look, I've been listening to Frank Ocean all week. But that's yeah, where it's came from. Like, why do you think he's average? I don't think he's I don't think he's average. But I'm saying he's not the the goat that people are trying to put him up to be. 
Why do you think that? Um, he, his uh, consistency. Well, why do you, why do you, why would you say that so many people hold him to a higher standard? In R and B or um, I mean, whatever whatever genre you want to put him in. He's not consistent. No. Are you just going based off of his last project? Um, his last project because he doesn't have that much music. No, he doesn't. That that's part of it. And I think that's the issue. I want to say right, Pat. That's yeah. like the issue. He's, he's just not consistent. That's not, what he's saying. I don't think that's the issue at all. I don't think you need to put out a whole bunch of music. What is a whole bunch of music then? Like he, like how many albums do you have? Two. Two in a mixtape. Three in and in an incredible mixtape. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. He took from Channel Orange. He took a ten-year hiatus, and what he, the two projects he dropped following, like gave a lot of us blue balls. Yeah. Like we <laughs> were very disappointed and underwhelmed, yeah. to be honest. At least I was. Um, and it's hard for me to put him in the category of one of the greatest when he hasn't really lived up to the potential that we all saw in Frank Ocean when he dropped Channel Orange. But what about? What about all his songwriting credits? He's like more highly regarded as a songwriter. He's written songs for like Jay-Z, Beyonce, everybody. All right, cool. So I think that's where people put him up there, cool. especially with his features. Like he's got legendary features. So he's a legendary featured artist and a legendary songwriter. No, he's a got legendary. Yeah, he's <laughs> a legendary artist. Okay, I'll give you that. Legendary artist. Like, if you're, you got to actually listen. You got to listen. Nah, whoa. You got nah, 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 to listen to. We can't go and say that he's You got to listen to his lyrics. No. The, the stories that he's telling you is very, is like very deep and thought provoking stories. It's not yeah, just I was random. I was listening to Novocaine yesterday. I was like, this song's about rape, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's talking crazy. Jesus. I wouldn't say he's all right, personally. I wouldn't say he's, he's a legendary good, artist either. He's not him legendary he's, artist. Yeah. Again, no I was listening to him all week. He hasn't, pro- he hasn't proven yeah. that yet. He hasn't proven that yet? No. Channel Orange. He's a legendary artist. What? He keeps screaming Channel Orange. <laughs> that's all, that's, all that's one of the best projects ever made. Channel Orange. That's we one of the best projects. <laughs> so you're saying one project makes you legendary. So Joe Budden is legendary because of Pump It Up? We're going to say Joe Budden is a legendary artist? Nah, Joe Budden's not a legendary artist. Oh, That's one everything? song. I'm talking about the project. Channel Orange is a project. It's an album. <laughs> you're, you're, like, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill makes Lauryn Hill a legendary artist. That's one project. So so what are you then when you put out Yeah, but if the, the she has How many albums does like, she have? When you're an artist, it doesn't matter the volume. Lauryn Hill it, has more than just the Miseducation. No, she doesn't. Like, you're forgetting about the fact that she was my, running with the But she wasn't a legendary artist. She, she, the, the other content that Frank Ocean has put out has diluted his overall like <clears throat> compilation, his, his uh, discography. Right. So The, the Lucy's he's put out have not artists. been that good. We can't go. We can't go here and say Kanye's a legendary artist. You know, it's, it's hard to talk about Kanye now and say Frank Ocean is also on the same pedestal. That's, it's impossible to say that. You. You, can't, you can't say that. Why not? They work together. They collaborate. 
<laughs> because Frank Ocean doesn't have the catalog, the catalog, the consistency. What makes you think you need a, doesn't have Why it. do you need a catalog to be a legendary artist, though? Why can't you put out one great project and not? And if it's if it impacts the culture and is held as one of the top projects or albums of all time, why does not that make you a legendary artist? An so artist doesn't. An artist should shouldn't have to put out. Multiple. So if you get one ring, to. if you get one NBA ring, you are a legendary ball player. You're the greatest ball player. That's a whole separate one industry. No. Yes. But, Music but, and sports your point, are though, different. You're giving Frank Ocean this title based off one project. I give it to you. Yes, it was the greatest project he put out what during that time. Nostalgia Ultra is a great project, project too. Mm. Yeah, it was. Okay, two, two. I give him two. So, two, yeah, that's so it. he's two for four. So why when we why when but what about his and, looses? And, that's the thing he put out he puts out these singles and songs that don't they're not for anything like what was that album he put out on like Apple Music and he was just painting in a white room that was endless <laughs> endless was only put out though to get him out of his label contract that was just a throwaway album so he could go independent and then he released Blind so you shouldn't right, even they, count endless that's that's diluting his catalog Frank Ocean is good. He's not legendary, in my opinion. Malk, you say you say about checking all these boxes, but then if I bring up Fifty Cent, you just throw Fifty Cent in the trash. Fifty, 50 Cent, Cent checks. Fifty all Cent those is boxes. a legendary artist. Fifty okay. Cent is a legend. He's just whack, right. in my opinion. All right, I, 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 but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discredit his impact. I know he's okay. a he's a big artist. I just don't fuck with Fifty Cent. <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. I was just I'm not going to I'm not going to say theory. I think he's trash, but yes, he's a legend and I understand that his albums are good in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> Come on, don't don't throw those back in. I mean, based on based on the criteria y'all just gave me, 50 Cent should be considered a legendary artist cuz all his projects recently have been boo-boo. <laughs> 50 Cent can't rap anymore. <laughs> 50 Cent isn't about music anymore. 50 Cent so is neither is Frank, with neither is Frank Ocean. You're coming up with excuses. Well, so we, I'm just letting so you know. If we're going, if we're going based off of your criteria, 50 Cent not, is not a legend either. Bro, what does what does Frank Ocean do other than music? He chills and songwrite. I'm not sure, but he's got a lot of money. He just bought a, a nightclub or something. <laughs> oh yeah, he has a night. He's a businessman. Yeah. What does Frank partner. Ocean do? Frank Ocean is out here. Frank Ocean is out here. Just because you don't see him don't mean he's not out here. Yeah, I don't see him and I don't see his music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see any of it. Again, I love Channel Orange. I love Blonde, but like his other shit has just yeah. been whack. Yeah. That's why we got to take him down. We want to do this hit for hit battle. We want to do this hit for hit battle. I just need to hear Malk scream Channel Orange one more time. <laughs> Channel Orange. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, I'm not. I'm not entertaining this kind Channel of Orange. Uh, it was a great project. I really. It's probably one of my favorite. Pyramids is probably one of the best songs oh. ever made. It is. The uh, video is incredible too. Joe, Yo, Joe, you gotta keep us bro. moving on this dude. He's never gonna let it go. Um, Channel Orange. I'm gonna throw out these. I'm gonna throw out these names. <laughs> Channel Orange and uh, Watch the Throne. No, no. In all seriousness, hit for hit battles. 
Um, we've been talking a lot about. Well, I I've been asking people this uh, here in Oakland. Some of my friends between the hip for hip battle between, conversation. Yeah, and uh, I'll ask them between like Drake and Chris Brown if they want to for a hip for hip battle. Ah. But they 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 don't oh, think they don't think Chris one. Brown has a chance against Drake. What? And I think that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. They said it wouldn't right, even be close. There. That's the first what? one I had. Drake and Chris Brown. Um, whew. that's that's tough for me, man. I wouldn't say it wouldn't be close. It would be close for sure. Yeah, but Drake Drake's got a lot of songs, man. So does so does Chris Brown. But so Drake's so if we're doing a hit for hit battle. You have to set the limit. How many songs are they playing? Are they playing 20 songs? Because they both got 20. I'll say this. Yeah, for sure. Them two, we have to give them 20 at minimum. Um, I don't think it's going to be a clean sweep, but I'm going to give Drake the edge. I'm giving Drake the edge. You too, Pat? You going with Drake? Yeah, I would go with Drake. It's it's not it's not a a clear cut battle uh, between the two. Like It's not like Drake's going to slay Chris Brown, but... um, I, I would definitely give Drake, Drake the edge because a lot of his music has had a I think a bigger impact on the culture than than Chris Brown does. Um, he's or Drake's he's again his ability to touch different genres and bring different genres in and popularize them. He would he would take that out. What about you, Q? Oh, you you know where I'm going, Drake baby. You know, just is. I think it would be. I love Chris Brown. I, I do. Um, but Drake's got a lot of songs, man. And when I think about it, I think of tracks that, like, there are certain songs that, like, you got to really, really be a Chris Brown fan to, like, think about and throw out. Like, most of all of Drake, like, all of Drake's songs, like, you just play one and, like, everybody knows it. Like, they're playing Drake songs in the grocery store. They're playing Drake songs. Like, everywhere you go... No matter what type of environment it is, you I heard Drake in the sushi spot one time. Like you hear Drake everywhere. Everybody loves God's plan. I mean, all right, I wanna be careful and like sort of diluting this conversation when we're talking about the hit for hit battle and just thinking of popularity. Cause I feel like if we go about popularity, that's obviously gonna sway your vote one way for an artist. I'm thinking more so of like songs that I would prefer to hear at a club when I'm talking about hit for hit or something that I know I'm consistently listening to. Got it. Um, I think for Chris Brown, I need a specific, I need to be in a specific, no, I can't even say a specific move because Chris Brown has some like club boppers, but I think Drake just has more. Drake's those, more like, versatile than, than Chris Brown. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know you about what? that. I don't know. Well, I, don't I, will, know. I don't know about what? that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I hope you recorded that. I hope you got all of that. Well, that, was, that was a great that was fun. He stole my whole I'm not gonna flow. say that. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> say that. As soon as you as soon as you heard Bro. yourself say it, you're like, why did I say that? <laughs> I was like, I just had a conversation about demons on Dark Lane demo tapes. <laughs> that shit was crazy. But um, I'm gonna give Drake the edges because I feel like Drake has more like hit hits. And I'm when again when I'm talking about hits for myself, so he has more I'm like crowd like, pleasers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. Club boppers. Okay. Um, but I- what about? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You you ain't you ain't speak, Ma. Um, um I mean, it would it would be hard for me to. Uh, 
it would depend on like what we're grading off of. Like for me, I don't know if I would grade off of like the crowd pleasers. Um, be- only because Chris Brown is like traditionally an R&B artist. So like R&B mm-hmm. artists mm-hmm. aren't always going to have a whole bunch of like some of his best songs aren't <clears throat> uh, like club songs. They're like love songs, songs about. Yeah, but so, Drake has some really good love songs too, though. <laughs> right, but those songs are going to get played in a hit for hit battle against Chris Brown. You're going to play like the hits. Like Drake's hits are usually normally rap songs, unless well, it's. That's the whole point of this, this debate. <clears throat> so, and, so I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be different, different music. But I'm low key going to go with Chris Brown because. That's fine. Chris Brown. I mean, his whole first album was all hits. Uh and he's he's been out longer and he he's put out a lot of music in the last couple of decades. And I I know for I mean, both of them stay with hits. It would be I think it would, if they if there was like 20 songs, I think both of them could put a very strong 20 songs together and it would be close. I think they might need more than 20. But um again, to your point, it's a tough one. I'm not gonna say it's a sweep. Oh, it's definitely Drake's not gonna not be a sweep. Chris Brown out the park, but I'm I'm gonna give Drake the edge. Yeah. Um, what do you guys feel about? Uh, let's go with Travis Scott versus Kanye. Kanye, <laughs> come on now. What? Yeah. Next. <laughs> I understand. That's I understand. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand. Travis Scott is That's like sweet. the biggest artist right now, but Kanye is the yeah. biggest artist possibly of all time. That's a sweep. Okay. All right. Uh, Rick Ross versus Jay-Z. Oh, my God. This is getting so... <laughs> nah, don't do it. disrespectful. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. This is getting so... That's not the same class. Skip. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, y'all are funny. All right, Wale versus J. Cole. Oh, Pass. my God. Come on, son. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Y'all sick. You can't really want really to talk about this. What are you doing? Wale. Let's save our viewers. We're not even going to talk about Wale. <laughs> Come on, son. Oh, man. <laughs> so we're not entertaining any of these. No. <laughs> it's not even close. We don't even have to say that. who the winner would be because it's not even close. Bro, I was talking about that as like watching the horse challenge. Stupid. We're not doing that. Ah, man. It's like, Wale gets no love. He's all right. He, he might win in a nice. hit for hit against, <laughs> against I wanna the see, baby. I want to see a battle between Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. Oh, my God. That'd be entertaining. Yeah. All right. I'm moving on. Yeah, and we're not going to do Beyonce versus Nikki. What? <laughs> All right, that's okay, a, a next subject. <laughs> <laughs> next topic. Next topic. We've officially lost all of our listeners. They are gone. Y'all, y'all killed Frank Ocean, Lauren Hill, and then disrespect nah, no, y'all. No, 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 no. We did not kill Lauren Hill. I did not y'all kill killed Lauren Hill. Hill. Pat no, killed Lauren Hill. Hill. I did not kill Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill is a, she's Pat, a joke. Pat, put, let it be known. Pat killed Lauren Hill. <laughs> I did not. My man Pat said Drake is the most versatile artist and ever. Pat has been spicy today. <laughs> he said Drake is the most versatile <laughs> Drake is more versatile than Chris Brown. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he just froze like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. 
man. Y'all were on 10. Y'all jumped at that one. Y'all liked it. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I just heard. All right, what's next? Yeah, so... Uh, I just want to start this off by saying I feel like we are fortunate to have one, this group and the conversations that we have, um, but most importantly, now having the opportunity and this platform. And I think it'd be a tragedy if we didn't use uh, this platform that we have created for ourselves um, to not talk about um, things that are actually happening in the world other than, um, you know, music, movies, um, and just joking around. Um, I think there's a lot that I'm sure you are all aware that is happening that has been shed light to and continues to be to give or continues to be given the attention that it deserves um, because it really affects all of us um, and the world at large. Um, and just to give a little background um, for those that might not know what I'm talking about, uh, which I think is kind of impossible if you are on social media, uh, but there has been a lot going on with policing um, in many major cities. Um, and there's like a tale of like two policing, you know, social distancing while black versus while white. And that... Um, compounded by the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey in Georgia, which was like two and a half months ago. Not the DA's office in Georgia, not the justice system in Georgia taking matters into their own hands, but after us, you know, bringing awareness the, to this. There's and, a public outrage. And being outraged and like, by this, rightfully so. And yeah. The fact that it even took this long, like, we didn't even know about it until like yeah, last yeah. week, right? It's, it happened in February, so like, right? Happened in February, yeah, middle late February. Um, it's this is tragic, man, and to see that still happening, and we know Especially it's happening. Everyone, so that it's happening. It's it's crazy. It's happening. During a pandemic, we're all supposed to be quarantined. Yeah. like we're all supposed to be inside. But it wasn't quarantined so like, in, in February. Oh, you're right. That's true. That's true. So it's, it was still early. I thought that too, and I, that's what that's one thing that kind of concerned me because like why. Did any of that ensue? But at the same time, things like this do happen often. And as we already saw, like it took months for it to come up in, in social media so that a lot of, you know, a generation essentially is aware of something like that. But this has, this is, it's just not, I don't know, I'm at a loss for words, but it's again still painful and so real uh, that we have to live in a time like this and, and grieve with families like that in this way. Yeah. I mean, it's just a sad truth that, like, there's still, like, the same issues that, you know, our our uh, elders and ancestors are, were fighting decades ago is still, we're still fighting today. Um, and it seems like it's getting more normalized now. Like, it's happening more and more and more. Um, at least, like, to where we can see it, people are videotaping more, so we're it's in our faces now. Yeah, and that's another point I want to address. I guess after um, we talk about policing um, in the cities, uh, that point specifically, Malcolm, about like just videos being recorded and circulated. Uh, but sorry, you can continue. Um, yeah, like it's those videos. Like those videos 
are good to an extent because now we're able to share those and people can be become aware of what's happening, um, especially like in other states. Um, but at the same time, I also think that like we record too much. Um, and like people, like recording people getting shot and recording people dying or report recording people who have already passed, um, is kind of like, uh, tasteless. It's trauma porn. In my opinion. It's trauma porn. Yeah. And then that is also, it's damaging the people that look at it. It's like creating, a lot of that will bring up like PTSD and other people who've been through things like that or know somebody who's been through that and... I think it, it can have a lot of uh, negative effects emotionally. Yeah. Well, I mean, since you're going down the path of the conversation I want to get to later. I, um, yeah, no, you're right. Just to reiterate your point, it's like we're reaching a point where we are becoming desensitized to death. And I think more so to the death and harm that's being brought upon to people of color. Um, yeah, we get it. We've been disarmed since the beginning of time. And we need to raise awareness of what's going on. But it, it's gotten to a point where... Like we are more so fetishizing this, and like we we're just seeking out this trauma because it, it it's giving us some kind of fix when these videos are uh, circulated, um, and is it, we we know it's happening. Like it's 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 happening every day in our backyards. Like our parents watch news and sh- that show nothing but crime, and you know I, I get it. You seek that out, fine, but I'm just kind of tired of those videos kind of being posted daily. By people who just want to post for the click and do nothing else. Right. Right. Like, for instance, that, um, like, the video, I don't normally, like, watch video, like, the videos like that. Yeah, I did nah. see the video of uh, Ahmad. I did see that. I didn't watch it. Um, I, I didn't. Yeah, it was hard to watch. But um, going back, like, the, the last video like that I watched was when Triple uh, X... Tentacion died and people were literally like standing around the car videotaping him when they could have been helping. They're just recording him sitting there die, dying. And they could have like helped him. They could have like tried to check on him to see if he was okay. Bro, call 911. Check on him. Right. Yeah. But I'm going to just record so, this so that I can post this on my on Instagram, right. on Twitter, get people to watch my page, view my page. Like it, it's sick, man. It's like clickbait. It's sick. It's crazy because it's it's also we the way people consume news is the same way we consume anything on social media, which is how long do you actually look at a post? And yes, you may see the same post pop up ten different times on different pages, but like you, this is everything. It has a, a you know an ex- expiration date. You have stories that are on for twenty four hours, and that's when you see a lot of information. You might swipe through something, um, and the the nature of like Instagram videos and how they just continually repeat until you you scroll away like it's it it trains your your mind to see something a few times and then forget it because you swipe up and it's it's out of your it's out of your mind you know out of sight out of mind uh so it's i don't know the way it's consumed it's it it breeds a level of insensitivity that uh a lot of people are you know reflecting when they just repost something and have no action to it yeah. But um, going back to uh, Ahmad and that situation where he's literally just jogging and these people are following him. How are you supposed to how are you supposed to navigate a situation like that? Like, mm. 
like those situations is like, all right, well, like shit, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm just trying to mind my own business. Like, yeah. how can I defend myself or prevent something like that from happening? Right. Because I mean, I honestly don't know. Like that could literally happen to any one of us. Yeah, I honestly don't know, and like it, it's scary to think about that too. Now, like, I, it didn't cross my mind until you brought it up. I'm just like, I, I don't even know how I would try to get myself you out li- of that situation. Literally, just minding your own business. Minding your own business, and I, I think I saw this as a quote. I don't know if this is true or not. Apparently, the two guys were trying to make a citizen's arrest. So the fact that they think that they have the ability, and he he was supposed to comply with what they said. As a citizen's but arrest is it, yeah, it's it's not that they think it's just a privilege thing. Like yeah, it's, it's it's a white privilege thing. Yeah, like they're trying to make a citizen's arrest with shotguns or whatever. Right. On a guy that they claimed allegedly looked like a, a, a robbery suspect, right? Yeah. What does a robbery suspect look like? Like what? The man is jogging. He's unarmed. And apparently he's, he's jogged through that neighborhood multiple times. That's yeah. like his usual jogging route. But yeah, it's messed up. It's nasty. And it, it like it sheds like a very negative light on like our country and where we are politically, culturally. Q, you there? I'm here, I'm here, I'm listening. I mean, I, I don't have too much to say on it. Uh, I think, you know, Malcolm hit the nail on the head. I think you know, me reiterating all of his points is just, you know, don't need to dilute the situation or the magnitude of the severity of it. Um, it's an ugly situation. It The sad part is, is that stuff like this happens every day and where we only hear about some select cases. And it's sad, too, that it's now May and we're just hearing about something that happened in February. So it's concerning. It's sad. And this country obviously has a lot, you know, more growth and a lot more um, just learning, uh, to do. Um, but you know, my biggest, my biggest concern is that it's just the ignorance. And when I, and I think when you say ignorance, right, people don't, people just take that as negative connotation and ignorance is just lack of knowledge. And there's a lot of ignorant people in the world that just don't know enough and are not comfortable having uncomfortable conversations when they need to be had. Uh, in order for us all to, you know, move forward in the right direction. And, and who knows when that's going to happen. Um, if we had the answers, I think, you know, the country would be in a better place. But um, it's uh, it's ugly, man. So I don't really have too much to say. I'm just kind of listening and, and frustrated. And I think as we all are, and that's that's really where it's at right now. Yeah, it's a heavy topic. It's very charging. Um, but... It's like something that we need to unpack nonetheless because I feel like a lot of us keep these feelings in and don't really have an outlet. Uh, yeah, I think, so thank you guys for listening and you know also talking and being open about it. I think too, right? I'm at a place where it's so frustrating that I just sit and watch and just like you know shake my head and it's you shouldn't be at that place, right? Because if you're not speaking on it you're not helping progress move forward. But at the same time, when you've spoke on something so much and you've experienced, you know, police brutality and those sorts of things yourself personally, it's like, at what point, like, at what point do we get too far or how much talking, like, you just get tired of talking personally. And it's just like, it's just crazy to see that 
Um, you know, I unfortunately was at a place a long time ago where I would hear these stories and see these things and assume that like, oh, like it's, that's never going to happen to me. Oh, like maybe they're, you know, they were in it. You try and rationalize it as a human and you can, you can't, and shame on me for thinking that because you can't rationalize these sorts of things. And, you know, I think as outsiders, we watch things and it's, we're quick to look at the person who was killed or, or got, you know, involved in an incident and say like, what could they have done differently? When oftentimes, you know, and being in those situations, there's nothing you could have done differently. You can't change. He, he's not supposed to change the route that he was running. And the fact that he was running, he ran that route several times. Pat goes on a 10 mile run. Like he, if he runs that route tomorrow and something happens to him, it's not his fault that he ran the same route. Like, but it's just it's sad that that's kind of kind of place that we live in. And it's sad that in 2020, we have to think about our friends and family, like going out on a jog. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it, yeah, that just going along with like the images that were up, I, I think last weekend of people being out, um, just trying to enjoy their weekend. Um, Cause it was like probably one of the best weekends we had weather-wise in a city where it was like mid high seventies. Um, and just seeing like the contrast in terms of like people being outside in the parks in these like predominantly white and affluent neighborhoods and then people being out in like parks and like, or areas of the Bronx. It's like seeing just the difference. Um, and it is just like, sad. Like people, it, people were, le- they, people were out and at peace in the nicer neighborhoods yeah. and police are harassing uh, people in the poor neighborhoods. Exactly. And it's like these people over here were like, what you say these people? <clears throat> like the people in, in like West Village or wherever they were at downtown were like all on top of each other. No one was wearing a mask in the midst of a global coronavirus pandemic. <clears throat> Meanwhile, people are being policed in the Bronx and these other parts of the city. Um, it, it's like... I saw some videos of like people being arrested, what, what? like, yeah, it was it looked crazy out there. It's like, like we need to be told what to do. Yeah, it's. I mean, that is. I think it's just another example, you know, like police harassment on people of color is nothing new. Like I've been harassed by the police growing up in Atlanta. I've been harassed by police multiple times. And, like, to the point where, like, it was almost kind of expected. You know, like, you don't get used to it, but you kind of expect it. If the police are involved, I can expect that they're going to treat me differently just because of the way I look. But, yeah, that's interesting. Like, I mean, I don't, I haven't experienced that out here as far as policing uh, during the quarantine. Like, a couple weeks ago, Everybody was out at the lake, and um, it was it was it was a well diverse crowd, um, but I didn't really see much police. Like, um, but I can definitely see like I saw videos in New York of like people getting knocked out by the police officers, people being put in chokeholds, getting arrested, um, which doesn't make any sense. Like, you can. I'm not sure what the what the guidelines are in New York. Like, I, I feel like you can be outside, right? You can't be outside. Like, You're expected to wear a mask. It's mandatory to stay. Okay. And You're expected keep to wear distance. a mask. But like, but you can be are, out to like exercise. Yeah, and people are out of Central like Park like, running, and honestly, a lot of times they're like on top of each other 
while they're running. Like no one is actually keeping the six feet distance while they're running. A lot of them are actually running without masks. Um, and it's like, yeah, we have the policy, but it's just the way it's being enforced and where it's being enforced. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like when you see how, I mean, I've seen some of these videos and the police are coming in with like a lot of, a lot of weapons to, to right. kind of intimidate the people. And you match right. the energy. Like, like, why if, do you need those weapons? Yeah, if you feel unsafe, you're gonna you're gonna try to protect yourself. And the way they come in aggressively, like you come in with batons and people are just right there, but you don't see any batons in in Washington Square Park or West Village or wherever you see. <laughs> they were handing out masks. <laughs> yeah, it's a completely different energy, and you know, yeah. especially when you have an outsider coming in, um, you, like I, I don't know, yeah. the general. De- demographics of the, of the cops, but you see a lot of white cops coming into the faces of black people, black and brown people. So like when you have an, an outsider come in and aggressively, like it's it's yeah. not a comfortable, it's a tense situation on both sides. And well, yeah, there's one you, aggressor. You, how do you expect somebody to act when you approach them with like a weapon? Right. Like, I'm not going to, if you approach me with like a gun or a baton, I'm not going to talk to you like I'm happy to see you. Like I'm not going to, why are you, like there's no reason for you to have weapons. Like if you're if you're just trying to tell people to put masks on or go inside, that's one thing. But to physically like put hands on somebody, but just the the difficult part, right, is it goes back to that what I talked about, like educational and learning. And that was the biggest takeaway from my experience with it is that you know police are they're people too, and they're not per. None of us are perfect, but the where I think the biggest disconnect is is fear, and they move with intimidation, right? And I and but I also feel that they're they are approaching the way that they do because they fear, they fear the, you know, unfortunately that your your skin looks different. They fear the unknown, and you know to approach you in that manner. It's exactly what you're saying, Malk. That like. How are, how do you expect anybody else to respond to that? And in my situation, when I was approached, I was approached from behind and grabbed and slammed to the ground. So if you grab anybody else from behind, it's the same sort of sim- situation. Your body kind of tenses up. You don't know who's grabbing you or what's even happening. And instead coming instead of coming over and just asking, hey, what's going on? And I'm the person there actually trying to calm everybody down. Um, you know, you end up with an uglier situation, but I think it ultimately boils down to fear. And I truthfully believe that, and again, this doesn't change people's beliefs, racism, whatever it is, but educational, like, pieces in terms of, like, learning more about culture. Because, I mean, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you you can become a police officer right out of high school, right? Yeah, you can. There's no sort of... I mean, you have to go through, quote-unquote, like, extensive training obviously like psych evaluations it's like it's a process but yeah they're they're not going to a police officer who is fortunate to have experiences like us right like go to a school like skidmore or you know a school like that and take some of the classes that we have i don't know if oh i do know i would assume that person is probably not going into you know become a police officer acting the way that one would yeah exactly i think you you have a little bit more knowledge behind it and Maybe that's why I'm so calm. Why I'm so calm now, removed from the situation too, right? Is that mm-hmm. then you go into a courthouse and you see the the issue is much bigger than yourself, and that's where I think I've learned not to internalize it too. That it's a 
it's a nationwide issue, probably a global issue and something that needs to, you know, obviously be addressed, but how do you address it? And I don't think anybody knows. And that's the scariest part. Nobody knows. I mean, it's a systemic issue within the NYPD and within policing. Like, yeah, it, fear probably plays a role in it, but I'm not going to say that fear should is going to excuse or is going to be the reason why I'm shooting you as a white cop shooting a black person. Like, it's you're not moved by fear. I feel like these are people who are mo- privileged, been moving by privilege. They have their stereotypes and their and their biases against people of color, and those are internalized, and then they get into these positions where they feel like because they have a gun and a badge, they're empowered to act the way that they want and can because at the end of the day, like the system is backing them. <laughs> um, so it's not just fear. It's just people with, that shouldn't be in these positions having these positions of power to some extent. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um it's complex. Well, There's a lot of elements to it. It's it a, is. It is. Because I mean, we could talk for a long time yeah, about all of these issues. We can't, but we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on it a little bit. It's it's, just, it's a tough conversation to have, and it's sickening. Yeah. I appreciate having the conversation with y'all, though. Of course, to, absolutely. I'd like to say that. Hope things change. It's Continue a, to have these. It's a work in progress. Um, yeah, there's conversations that need to happen. The uncomfortable conversations need to continue to happen, and that's the only way that change is going to come. And um, your closest, your close, the closest people around you that could love you every day, and that may look differently from you, um, those are the people that I could say in the immediate. Those are the people that you should be having conversations with, so they can truly understand. Um, the magnitude of it and of what's going on, what's going on. I mean, my fiance is white and the police altercation I had, that was the first time we've ever had that sort of deep, deep conversation. And, you know, you have that with friends and family who look and see you every day. They, they unfortunately believe the same thing that I once did, right? Like, oh, like that happens to people, but not people like Q or not people like Pat or not people like Malcolm or Joel. No, it happens to everybody. The same guy you invite over for Christmas dinner to have pie with your family and hold your kids is the same one who is on a street, you know, face down on concrete being told that he might have robbed that bank. So it's just, it's ugly. Um, but in the immediate, I would say try and have those conversations with the ones closest to you. Um, and make sure that they're educated on it uh, and aware of what's going on as well. Yeah, and, 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 and to that point, that was really beautiful, Q. Um, also, just like check in on your friends. Just yeah. reach out to somebody you haven't spoken to. I think now is a, is a, we need that. We need that check-in from people we oh, haven't yeah. spoken to. Just talk talk to our people. Stay, stay connected. All right. Well, and enjoy your weekend. There's nothing like this type of view Point the clicker at the tube I prefer expensive news New car, new girl New ice, new glass New watch, good times, baby It's good times, yeah She wash my back three times a day This shower